Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today our guests are, back by popular demand, Deborah Bonnerworth, who is the Deputy Commissioner of the Dutchess County Department of Social Services, and Donna Robinson, who is the Foster Parent Liaison to the County of Social Services. And welcome, ladies. Thank you for coming to Fishville, Fishskill Beacon, wherever we are. Welcome. <laughs> so Deborah Bonnerworth, Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Social Services, uh, good morning. Good morning. And good morning to Deborah Bonnerworth, Deputy, I'm sorry, uh, Donna Robinson, Foster Parent Liaison. Good morning. And um, tell us, what is a foster parent? How does that differ from adoption? A foster parent is a, a, an individual or a couple who provides temporary care for a child in need, um, a person who is a parent to that child until the child is able to return to their own family. And why would it only be temporary? Why do we have to have foster parents as opposed to just, you know, right into adoption? Because we try to reunify the children with their own birth families wherever possible. That's our goal. Well, why would children, give us an example that would be separated from from their families temporarily. What would be a profile family? Well, Children can come into foster care for any number of reasons. Basically, they come into foster care when their parent is unable to care for them. And it could be for a reason such as the illness of a parent. It could be uh, because of the death of their parent. They may need foster care until we can find an adoptive home. Many children come into care because of some type of neglect or abuse uh, situation that happened in their birth family. Well, that's what people usually think of, I think, with foster care, that children are permanently placed. That's why I wanted to, to point up what, what, why, what the, where the temporary situations well, are. Well, uh, the temporary situation um, occurs because whenever possible, we try to remediate the situation that brought that child into care so they can return to their birth family. That's not always possible, and in that case, children may need a permanent loving home, and then we try to find an adoptive family, which often is the foster parent. I see, and then some, and that goes. Then it then it kind of goes into directly into the social services into Donna's area. Is that correct? What what the social services as a deputy commissioner with the children. Mm-hmm. the children that you're dealing with? Well, we get involved in any situation where a child has to be taken out of their birth family and placed into either a temporary... So you're immediately or, involved. Yes, I we're see. immediately okay. involved. I see. I misunderstood. And there has to be a court process, uh, which is the mechanism for a child to come into foster care. Well, now how do you learn about this? Do you get called by the police? Do you get a court order? How do, how do you find out about this? Well, it depends on the situation. In cases where there has been some type of abuse or neglect, uh, the cases come in through the Child Protective Services system. Sometimes we get calls from relatives or friends. Uh, sometimes we would get a call from a hospital. If a parent had to be hospitalized and they learn that there are children at home that need to be cared for, so the the call can really come in from, from anywhere. Anyone. Yes. Okay. And Donna Robinson, foster parent liaison. Um, how does one become a foster parent? How do they contact you? And uh, what qualifications do you have to have to become a foster parent? 
Well, a foster parent, first of all, has to be um, a caring, nurturing person. We have a certification process that involves, obviously, an inquiry. They come in for a um, to attend an informational meeting. If they like what they hear about the certification process and a little bit about the children in foster care, then they have to submit a packet of information. Now, they'll be giving us a lot of information because we are essentially certifying them, saying to the state, we approve of this family to take care of these children. So we want to know a lot about this family. We also invite them to a 10-week training program one evening a week where we essentially... um, give them information on what some of the special needs are of the children in foster care and how to meet those needs. We also, uh, that training program also helps them to understand uh, what their own needs are as a family and whether or not foster care is right for them. The right fit. And do you have to have already been a parent? I mean, do you have to have children in the house? Absolutely not. We have single people, couples, um, people who have grown children and people who have never had children. And can I also add that anyone can be a foster parent, someone of any culture, uh, any religion, any age. It really depends on the desire to care for children and the ability to care for children. You raised an interesting point, uh, Commissioner Deborah Bonnerworth of the Dutchess County uh, Department of Social Services. Do you always place children in the same uh, religious background home or same ethnicity home or is just uh, the nearest home that uh, you think is suitable? Not always. Uh, Sometimes if children have to come into foster care uh, on an emergency basis, we may not even know some information such as a religious background. We do try to take a family's needs and wishes into account and make suitable matches. Sometimes it's in uh, the same cultural background or religious background, sometimes not. How successful are you keeping the children within their the community? You know, if they they live on Third Avenue and, can, you know, finding a family on Fifth Avenue, so to speak, you know, within the same school districts, for example, I guess, or perhaps mm-hmm. attend the same church. How much how mm-hmm. much of that are you able to, to do to well, accomplish? I will say one of the first things we do is not only try to keep the child in their own community, but try to keep the child in their own family. So we may be able able to find a family member that's willing to become a like foster an aunt, parent. An uncle. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, brother, sister, uh, grandparent. Often grandparents will become foster parents. Uh, we try to keep children whenever possible in their own schools or communities, although I would say that that's not always possible because we have to um, use the, fo- the, the of pool the, of foster parents the we resources have. resources available. Yes. Now, let me ask uh, uh, Deborah Bonnerworth, <coughs> Deputy Commissioner of uh, Dutchess County Department of Social Services, and Donna Robinson, foster parent liaison, raising children is expensive. I know. I've got two of my own. They're out of the house. They're doing well. Mm-hmm. But between then and now, the average uh, child costs about a quarter of a million dollars to raise, mm-hmm. uh, according to uh, the census statistics. Um, foster parenting, you have to you know, provide clothing. Food, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Is there any support from mm-hmm. your agency for that? 
Yes, uh, taxpayers will be pleased to know that we don't hand a quarter million dollars to every foster parent. <laughs> right. Uh, but foster parents are pleased to know that we do uh, provide a stipend every month to pay for the needs of the child. Uh, we have a clothing allowance in there for small children. We have a diaper allowance. And we also provide um, a larger stipend for children who have special needs or exceptional needs. Right. And... Um Let's take it step by step. You've got somebody who's listening out there to Hudson Valley Talk Radio, to Radio Rotary, and think, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear the laughter of children in my house again. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, be a foster parent. Who do they call? What's the phone number to call? 845-486-3076. Why don't you give us that once again? 845-486-3076. So they call you, and there's a, this tra- these training sessions, informational sessions, and where are they held? We hold them at... Dutchess County Social Services Building, 60 Market Street in Poughkeepsie. We usually hold them on a Wednesday afternoon once a month, and they do need to sign up for that so that we have them on the invitation list. All right, so give the phone number again. 845-486-3076. And they attend the informational sessions. Is there any background investigation? Do we have somebody looking at the house, looking at the bedroom where the child's going to be? Absolutely. We have staff that we call home finders who will meet very closely with the family, with the potential foster family, to uh, eventually complete a home study for that family at no cost for the family. Uh, We will do background checks. We will do um, certification checks, all kinds of fingerprinting and so forth, uh, so that we can eventually say to the state, yes, this family is cleared. There are no criminal uh, issues. Um, Everything is good with the family. And what percentage of people who apply eventually become approved to be foster parents in Dutchess County. Do we know? Rough guess? I would say more than half. All right. Uh, There are certain people who make a decision not to become foster parents through the process, Mm -hmm. but uh, I would say most people who apply and who are interested in completing the process. Well, to take that step, they must Mm -hmm. have had some pretty deep thoughtfulness. Yes. Well, we'll find out more from Deputy uh, Commissioner Deborah Bonworth of the Dutchess County Department of Social Services and Donna Robinson, our foster parent liaison, about becoming a foster parent in just a moment. But Sarah, please tell us who brings us Radio Rotary this week. Well, Jonah, we we are here because of the support of Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Blooming Grove, Washingtonville, Carmel, Chestnut Ridge, Congers Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Highland, Hyde Park, and Kingston. You're listening to Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name's Jonah Trebowasser, my co-host, the lovely Sarah O'Connell, and we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. In 1985, While polio was paralyzing 1,000 children a day, Rotary International committed to a goal, a goal of ending polio worldwide. Very soon now, after contributing nearly $600 million and immunizing over 2 billion children, the goal will be achieved. Eradicating polio worldwide. That is humanity in motion. That is Rotary. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Radio Rotary is brought to you by Beech Grove Technologies, providing natural dietary supplements for a healthier life. Beech Grove Technologies herbal supplements are uniquely designed to prevent premature aging, 
eye problems, and more. For weight loss, Beech Grove Technology is now featuring its latest natural product, Wild Ginseng. So take charge of your life with Beech Grove Technology's safe natural products. Visit bgtsupplements.com online or just call 800-861-4933. That's bgtsupplements.com or 1-800-861-4933. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to help us help those whose homes were destroyed in the Haitian earthquake. Rotary Shelter Box includes a tent, water purification, and cooking supplies for 10 people. Go to shelterboxusa.org for more information and to donate. That's shelterboxusa.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. And this morning, we are talking to Deborah Bonner with the Deputy Commissioner, Dutchess County Department of Social Services, and her colleague, Donna Robinson, who is the foster parent liaison with the county and, and an adopted parent herself. And ah. I think in this segment... We, since you have been gracious enough and generous enough, Donna, to um, tell us that you're willing to share your experiences as a foster parent, what came first? Were you the liaison with the county or were you a foster parent? I started, my husband and I started as foster parents. We actually started with the idea of adopting first, but when we went through the training program, we saw the great need out there for foster parents. Um, We saw that the children, um, you know, they weren't asking to go into foster care. They, They were desiring so much to go back home, and we decided we were going to do everything we could to help them. And... Over the years, um, a lot of the placements that we had were very temporary, but we had over 20 different children in our home. We ended up adopting three. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Now, at, um, is there a limit on how many children, say, over the course of uh, how many? Is there a limit to how many children at one time you can have in your home? There is a limit uh, in terms of logistics. Um, how many bedrooms do, does a family have? How many children can they care for um, and still take good care of the children? Now, let me ask you this question, if I may. Um, you had uh, 20 different children, or not all at the same time, right? That's right. <laughs> Donna? Okay. Uh, is it tough saying goodbye? I mean, you bring this child into your house, you may have him for months, perhaps years even. And you end up not adopting the child. The child may go back, as uh, your colleague, uh, Deputy Commissioner uh, Deborah Bonowitz said, that goes back to the uh, original family. Is it tough saying goodbye? Absolutely. And if anybody tells you it isn't, they're not telling you the truth. It is the most difficult part of fostering. Uh, As one foster parent recently said to me, if we don't do that, who is going to do it? That's just a part of foster care. Now, we were talking at the first part of the segment, ladies, that, um, you know, you make that phone call to what number again, Commissioner? 
845-486-3076. Right, and you go through the training program that uh, Donna has uh, explained to us a little bit about, and then there's the background investigation. And then what happens after the, they pass the background investigation, they've done the training program, do they get to pick and choose, gee, I want a girl, I want a boy, I want an infant, I want a 12-year-old? What happens there, Commissioner? Uh, yes, foster parents do... Uh, I don't know if I would call it pick and choose, but they do give us preferences. For example, they may have a little girl, and uh, the space they have is to share a bedroom with their daughter, so they would be looking for a little girl. Right. Sometimes foster parents have age preferences for children. Uh, so as much as possible, foster parents do have a say in the type of child that comes into their home. What happens next after the certification process is probably very soon thereafter they would be getting a call from our agency saying we have a child who needs a home and we would let them know a little bit about the child and they would uh, make the decision. Now because there is a temporary process that I, I know I've learned something, I was unaware of that. I always thought foster care was you know much more permanent. When you do the temporary piece of it, is there a time limit that's considered a, a temporary foster home? Well, the state sets a time limit on the amount of time a child can be in foster care. And what the state says is a child can be in foster care 15 out of the most recent 22-month period before our agency is required to uh, make efforts through the court to have that child freed for adoption and find a permanent adoptive home for the and, child. And with a foster family, do they have a preference if they say, you know what, we like to keep little Johnny, mm-hmm. little Janie, do they have, are they first online in an adoptive Absolutely. situation? Yes. In, in fact, 80% of children who are freed for adoption are adopted by their foster families. That's, That's amazing. That's wonderful. What, what a percentage. I'm curious, Deborah, uh, of, uh, give me a visual. Um, we know you're located. We know where you're located. Um, how many people do you have on staff at the agency? Well, our um, the entire agency uh-huh. is more than just children's services and foster care. So, so you uh, oversee what exactly? Uh, well, our entire agency is between three and four hundred staff, but we provide many different kind of services. In children's services, mm-hmm. we have approximately ninety staff. So, ninety staff, and then is there a certain number that's dedicated to this effort? Yes. Okay, and yes. that is? We have approximately 21 uh, staff members who work specifically with uh, foster children and foster parents. Now, are most of these people social workers? How, how, do, how, would you, how are they vetted to be well, on staff? We uh, call them caseworkers. Okay. Some of them have a specific social work background. Uh, there are employment requirements uh, for our case managers. There's a requirement to have a minimum of a bachelor's degree. Some of our staff have master's degrees. And then there's a training program that our staff goes through through our agency and the state to uh, be trained to provide these kinds of services. Mm-hmm. Are you appointed or elected or how how do you become the deputy? I mean, this is a huge time. Deputy anointed. Commissioner, Dutchess County Department of Social Services. She's anointed. That takes up an entire line. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, my position is an appointed position. Um, although before I was the deputy commissioner, I was also I started at the agency as a case manager more than 20 years ago. So uh, I was a case manager in child protective services for 10 years before uh, becoming a supervisor and then director and eventually becoming the deputy commissioner. And it's yeah. obvious that uh, from what you've said and the enthusiasm you have for your work that these young people are in very good hands with Deborah Bonowith, mm -hmm. Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Social Services for mm -hmm. Dutchess County, and Donna Robinson, Foster Parent Liaison. Now, getting back to us for a moment, mm -hmm. we have people who have called that number, which is, Donna? 845-486-3076. And they've gone to the training sessions, they've been vetted, and mm -hmm. you have uh, given them little Johnny or little Janie to be mm -hmm. foster children. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it? Uh, you know, you don't do anything else for that 15 months, or do you visit periodically, make sure the kids are still being taken care of oh, properly. Oh, absolutely. Our foster care workers go out at least monthly to visit the home to see how things are going. Our home finders uh, come out and visit the family. I personally go out and see the family, see how they're doing. Uh, we try to support the foster family as much as possible to see what the needs are, uh, if there are extraordinary needs, what's going on, how can we help that foster family, what's going on with the child? What can we do to help the child? Um, as you know, the child has experienced so much loss and, and perhaps has so many other needs as well. We're going to put into place any services or, or supports that the child needs and that the family needs so that everybody is winning in that situation. What about health care? You know, health care is a very big issue right now in the news. Um, let's assume that the parents may not have extensive uh, health mm -hmm. insurance. Does the health in, does the Department of Social Services provide the pediatrician visits and things like that? Yes, every child in foster care gets medical uh, insurance uh, through Medicaid or through a Medicaid managed care program. And that would take care of dental work as well. Absolutely. Those braces, those <laughs> expensive Absolutely. orthodontics. Absolutely. Yes. All right. And uh, what's the need here today, uh, D uh, Deputy Commissioner Deborah Bonaworth, Bonawith, I'm sorry, and Donna Robinson, Foster Parent Liaison. Um, do you have plenty of families to put these children in, or do you need more? Well, we always need more foster families to provide care for any age range of children. Often we need foster parents to provide care for the preteen and teenage years, which uh, anyone who's a parent knows can be challenging Sympathet years. Sympathetic to that, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I would say the main requirement to becoming a foster parent is simply the desire to make a difference mm -hmm. in the life of a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would be interested in hearing from anyone who has such a desire. Well, clearly this is a calling. It's not just a profession mm -hmm. in spite of that big fancy title that you have. <laughs> both of you, both uh, Deborah and Donna as our guests, I'm so touched by you ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much for coming. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you're very you. welcome for inviting inviting us. Yeah, and why don't you, you give all the contact information one more time, please. If people are out there listening to Hudson Valley Talk Radio either want to become foster parents or know perhaps of a child that needs it, mm. needs a placement, how do they reach you? We welcome you to call us at 845-486-3076. Well, uh, Donna Bonawith, I'm sorry, Donna Robertson, foster parent liaison, and Deborah Bonawith, Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Social Services of Dutchess County, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Thank you. And Ms. Sarah O'Connell, who brought us Radio Rotary this week? Well, 
Radio Rotary is brought to you by Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Kingston, Sunrise, LaGrange, Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Treblosser thanking you for joining us uh, this week and inviting you back next Friday morning at 9 a.m. for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Radio Rotary is brought to you by Beach Grove Technologies, providing natural dietary supplements for a healthier life. Beach Grove Technologies herbal supplements are uniquely designed to prevent premature aging, eye problems, and more. For weight loss, Beach Grove Technology is now featuring its latest natural product, Wild Ginseng. So take charge of your life with Beach Grove Technologies' safe natural products. Visit bgtsupplements.com online or just call 800-861-4933 that's bgtsupplements.com or 1-800-861-4933 Hudson Valley Talk Radio Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to help us help those whose homes were destroyed in the Haitian earthquake. Rotary Shelter Box includes a tent, water purification, and cooking supplies for 10 people. Go to shelterboxusa.org for more information and to donate. That's shelterboxusa.org.